Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley of Matt Riley Fly Fishing. How you doing, Matt? Doing pretty good, Marvin. How are you? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and uh, you know, we were talking, I took a look at your weather before we started recording, and uh, you're telling me not to believe the stories that you're going to get a fair amount of rain in the next week to 10 days. Well, that's just my, you know, cynicism after watching the forecast for the last, you know, six months or so they keep calling for rain and then it disappears and we did get a little bit last night um it, it probably rained for an hour between uh, four and five o'clock in the afternoon but uh didn't affect the rivers much um if anything they were clearer today than they were yesterday and they've dropped a little bit um you know we're still just kind of hoping for rain but not too much and it's kind of living on the roller coaster that is fall in Virginia. Yeah. Which probably means you're probably your musky fishing, although it might be a little tough with low clear water is probably getting pretty good. And I imagine you're throwing streamers for big trout somewhere. Yeah. Um, both, both have been, you know, pretty good. The one complaint on the musky front is just really clear water. Um, I, I can't tell you how many fish I've seen, you know, get up and, and spook away from the boat once they get, you know, 10 feet from the boat and just hang up, you know, and, and it just, just gets difficult. Um, they're spookier and a little bit warier and, um, it's, uh, been a little bit of a challenge, but, uh, not, not too, too bad. And then, uh, yeah, the, the, the tailwater streamer fishing has been pretty good the days we've been out. Um, you know, every day is different, but, We've uh, seen some pretty nice fish in the last couple of weeks, and we're just going to keep rolling with those trains through the, the rest of the fall and into the winter. Uh, well, there you go. On the musky front, you know, obviously I know, you know, when it's clear and they see the boat and the game is over, any tricks uh, for folks to try to get them to, uh, to hit the fly before they figure out what the game is? Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm, I actually have an article um, – coming out in Hatch Magazine probably here pretty soon about this because it's kind of been my, my daily life. Um, I've been out scouting or, or fishing um, the last, uh, last well, really since I started musky fishing this year. But a um, big part of it is speed. Um, absolutely, you, you stand absolutely zero chance if you get a fish in close to the boat and they are not super engaged with the fly and they're just sort of, um, you know, curiosity following or just kind of lumbering in real lazily, checking things out. You know, they've got like both their eyes going in two different directions, looking at your fly and everything around them and up at the boat. And, um, the, the biggest thing that I, tell people to do when it's real low and real clear is basically just speed everything up. And it comes down to basically trying to, to trigger a fish to walk them through the stages of engagement before you get to, you know, within range of the boat where they'll potentially spook or hang up or, or whatever. Um, and I've seen it, I've seen it happen dozens of times where we're out and, you know, getting follows and follows and follows that they'll get 10, 15 feet from the boat and then just turn and bolt off and 
um, you know, maybe you can, you can still see them, but they're just looking at you and they, you know, won't really do anything after that. But, uh, so, so pretty much, you know, making long casts and, um, fishing fast sort of to try to force a decision on the, on the part of the fish, because for the most part, I mean, it, it translates to streamer fishing for trout too, um, where, you know, if you've ever streamer fished on a, on a big tailwater, um, or, you know, even on a mountain stream where you have high water events, you probably, you know, run into the situation where the fish that are in really slow, flat, calm water are a lot more difficult to get to eat than in the, the fast sort of pocket water, um, where they have to make a split second decision. And, you know, most of the water, you know, if not all of the water that we're fishing for muskie in the wintertime is that really slow, you know, flat water. So speeding things up and just trying to force that decision on the, the part of the fish um, is, is sort of the best tool that I have on top of, you know, just fishing fairly, fairly natural and, and realistic imitations. So that's, that's pretty much what I do. And, you know, the rest is up to, Mr. and Mrs. Muskie. Yeah, there you go. It's funny because this will segue really well into our question from Logan. And apparently he's uh, chasing Muskie um, on the New River in Grayson County. And he was kind of curious, you know, about, um, you know, what to look for and kind of water to target the Muskie. And, you know, you were also talking about flies too. So I think if you talk a little bit about that generally, I know everywhere is different. Um, but uh, kind of given where we are in the season, kind of, you know, what water should you be looking for? Do you have any suggestions on, uh, you know, tips and tactics? Yeah. Um, so I would start off by saying in terms of flies, you know, like I just said, really clear, low water, um, natural colors are, are always my go-to. Um, and I'm going to not give any really specific answers because I think it's, really constructive to be able to to you know kind of do the research and, and figure it out um you know before you tie flies or buy flies or whatever but um you know just figure out what what bait fish are in your rivers um musky their predominant diet is suckers um and something that i use a lot when i'm tying flies or sort of trying to come up with a a attack plan for a specific piece of water with a specific species in mind is a website um, from Virginia Tech. It's the Virginia Tech Virtual Aquarium. You can go on there and they, they pretty much have every species that can be found in Virginia of fish and it'll give you, um, you know, home ranges, native ranges, you know, where you can find them, what kind of water they prefer, that kind of thing. And uh, so I would say go find the uh, the sucker species that are in the new river and, uh, you know, design or, or tie, you know, some flies that, that imitate those fish. And then on top of that, um, well, another, another part of that too is, you know, the nice thing about having really low clear water is that you can see a lot. Um, and pretty much everywhere in Grayson County right now, you can see the bottom of the river. So that's an advantage because, um, you know, if, if you float the river and you keep your eyes open, you'll be able to see where those bait fish are spending their time right now. And if you can find those fish, then then the muskie will not be 
too far off. So I would say um, do some of that, you know, groundwork. And, you know, just very basically for the, you know, the time frame that we're in now, sort of late fall, winter, water temperatures are sub-50 most everywhere, um, even after a couple of weeks or a week or so of 50 and 60 degree weather, we're still running like mid to high 40s most everywhere. Um, they're just looking for, for slow, um, structure filled and current, you know, protected water, water that fish can spend the winter in, um, and not have to really work against current. The river comes way up. And, you know, like I said, a lot of times it comes in the form of big pools, um, with, you know, wedge systems in it, um, boulder fields, you know, in the bottom of big pools, stuff like that, um, wood in, in deeper stretches of river, all that stuff is, is, is good to target. And, uh, you know, fish do move around day to day, especially when you have, um, you know, water levels and, and weather fluctuating. So, um, and again, we got really clear water, so you'll be able to see fish if they're following your flies. So I would say get out on the river, you know, throw flies at, at all of that kind of cover and, and structure and habitat and kind of let the fish tell you um, where they are. You know, if you're seeing fish come off of the bank where you've got big, you know, deep woods and start focusing on that. You know, if you're seeing fish laying on sand in the middle of the river, then, you know, start kind of fishing the, the middle of, of these deeper pools. So um, that's what I would say. Muskies are crazy critters. They, you know, have a, I don't even know if they know what they're doing half the time, but just the uh, biggest thing with muskie fishing is going in with some confidence and with an attack plan and then just really paying attention to everything that's going on around. Uh, well, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some articulate fly swag. And we were in a drawing for some cool stuff from Matt at the end of the season. And we'll be drawn for that in January. And, you know, Matt, like I always do, I know you've got your article coming out in hatch, but I bet you've got something that you've written that's coming out pretty, uh, pretty soon for the rural Virginian as well. Yeah. The column this week is a, a, pretty uh pretty general one about um just how to dress and prepare for you know fishing in the cold and staying comfortable and happy and safe and all that um so i've written articles like that in the past that just sort of a reminder uh, with a couple of new um new ideas in there in terms of a lot of a lot of stuff that i employ on guide trips and when i'm fishing personally to keep myself happy and comfortable and, and fishing hard so that's coming out this week and yeah like i said there's a couple of couple of things coming out in hatch it'll likely be uh you know that article i mentioned earlier about um you know speed and clear water and then also have had a pretty um interesting addition to my winter fishing arsenal that uh, i think has been missing for a long time so a uh boat worthy French press. So now when we get freezing and, and demoralized in the wintertime, I can pull that out and we'll warm everybody up and have some, have some nice coffee on the river. So probably review that here soon too, before Christmas time. And, uh, 
yeah, that's that's all I got coming out this week. Yeah, and I'll drop links to all those in the show notes. And um, you know, I imagine you're probably getting pretty booked up for musky season, and it's kind of crazy, but probably people are already starting to think about you know booking trout trips and smallie trips in the spring. You want to let folks know how to find you so they can uh, get out and fish with you. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I would say, you know, if you're interested in smallmouth fishing, some of our best fishing and, and some of the dates that I push first, not just because they come up first, but because they're, you know, pretty prime are, you know, April, May, and sometimes early June. And yeah, I think I've booked like 20 or 25 of those dates in the last couple of weeks. So um, if, if you're interested, I would, you know say to reach out sooner rather than later and you can do that via the website which is mattreillyflyfishing.com and my uh, phone number and email and all that's on there so reach out however you feel best uh, well there you go and you know this is our last fishing report of 2020 so I, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and uh, Merry Christmas Happy New Year Matt and tight lines everybody thank you Marvin Merry Christmas